Hey, Seattle hockey fans, the Seattle Kraken did not quite complete their first ever three-game winning streak, but we did get a Seattle Kraken first in Detroit. We're going to talk about that game in Detroit, the lineup changes that we're seeing, and much more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle Kraken fans? Thank you for making Locked On Kraken your first listen of the day. This is your Thursday, December 2nd show of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can follow me at elindsay08. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. And of course, you can follow the show at Locked on Kraken. We want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Stat Hero. It's the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com backslash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Okay, so the Seattle Kraken, they were in Detroit. Detroit what? Motor City? And I have some uh, virtual salmons to toss because of that fun fact, but we'll talk about that later on the show. Um, Let's just get to it. I mentioned that the Seattle Kraken were looking for their first three-game win streak. That did not manifest. And they did get some points, but they didn't get the win because this was the first time that the Seattle Kraken went into an overtime shootout. Let's break down how it went down. Now, first of all, there were two goals that were waved off in the first period. It was first the Seattle Kraken for goalie interference, and then the Detroit Red Wings had a a goal called back because of an offside call. So we had no goals officially in the first period. And it would be Detroit that would strike first on the power play. It was Robbie Fabry, his fifth goal of the season. But that was shortly followed up by Vince Dunn getting his second of the season also on the power play. So special teams already a factor in this game. Shortly after that, at the 16.04 mark, it's Ryan Donato. Ooh, Ryan Donato. I'm going to have fun talking about Ryan Donato on today's episode. But uh, for the recap, he got the second cracking goal of the game, his fourth of the season. It was assisted, beautifully assisted, by Yanni Gord and uh, Lucas Donskoy. That put Seattle up 2-1, to one, but then it would be Nemestikov that got the equalizing goal for the Detroit Red Wings. And we're going to talk about that goal when we talk about one of the shootout, the the key shootout takeaways in just a minute. But I want you to remember that second goal for Detroit. Uh, Then Lucas Raymond and Ryan Donato equal, equal things out again in the third period. Lucas gets that goal at the 630 mark in the third period. And Ryan Donato at 14-16 to send it into overtime. Yanni Gord tore up that open ice in overtime. 
had a few good chances, one really dangerous chance in front of net, did not manifest. So what do we do? We go into an overtime shootout. Now, first of all, I'm going to pause for the cause here. I know a lot of people don't like the hockey shootout. I love the hockey shootout. As a matter of fact, for the Premier Hockey Federation, the PHF, and we're going to talk about some PHF stats later in the show, but I, the PHF put out this, um, you know, question of the game or whatever, or I guess it was the weekend because it wasn't just the game that I was calling. You know, should we just have 10 minutes of three-on-three overtime? And my answer is, heck no. No, 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 no. Three-on-three overtime is chaos. It's open ice. You're definitely seeing these athletes work super hard. But for that reason... You have to think long-term of fatigue and strain-type injuries that can come if you're playing at that high-intensity level. It makes it harder to switch, uh, you know, on the fly and whatnot, go for a change, a line change. I don't like the idea of an extended 10-minute long three-on-three. No. Give me the shootout any day. And thankfully, we got the first ever shootout. Fabry, we talked about him. Donato, those were the first two goal scorers in the game, but both came up short in the shootout. It would be Dylan Larkin that got the first goal of the shootout, and then McCann had his attempt saved. Lucas Raymond misses for Detroit. So right now, only thing we have on the board is Larkin, but that would change when Jonas Donskoy, ooh, nifty move, five-hole, kind of shuffled the puck through there, gets a goal, but it would be Adam Ernie that ultimately got the game-winning goal in the shootout. And I mentioned that I wanted to go back to the uh, Nemestikov goal. If you look, and I'll put the clip for you in the show notes because I can't show it for those watching on YouTube and Uh, You know, for those on audio, I want you to see this play if you're able to. But what you see is that Ernie had a fantastic screen. He basically boxed out, you know, for those who are not watching on video, I'm putting my elbows up. He didn't physically put his elbows up, but he boxed out so well that Hayden Fleury couldn't get around him. And so you see that the first shot from Detroit comes in. It actually bounces off Flurry. He, even though Flurry got turned around because Ernie was putting on such a good seal. Sometimes in basketball we'll call it a seal. You know, a, a screen, a seal, uh, a, a box out, whatever you want to call it. But he used his body to create separation between the puck and his teammate, the shooter, so that there was more room to maneuver. He did a fantastic job. Flurry couldn't get around him. Flurry ends up turned around. He did get his skate um, on the shot attempt, but then the rebound, what you saw there is that because of flurry tangling up and there being a lot of bodies to what would be the blocker side or the right-hand side of Grubauer, you saw even Yanni Gord come and just create a lot of Uh, attention for the puck on that right-hand side. So then what happens is as the Red Wings are trailing, there's no one, as I always talk about, taking. it wasn't even far post. It was really up the middle that Detroit and uh, 
Nemesnikov, excuse me, was able to get that goal off. But that started by a great defensive play using your body in a very, you know, that's gamesmanship. You're out, you're able to do that. But it was a great play. It's that kind of team type of play that we're starting to see the Seattle Kraken do a little bit more, but I had to give stick taps to Adam Ernie. I just loved that play. It stood out to me right away. So I know he doesn't play for the Kraken, but you gotta, you know, respect the game. I loved it. I do though want to talk, as I mentioned about Ryan Donato, because Ryan Donato had a great game. Some of it like we talked about Will Borgen the other night, some of this is because of circumstance, but you know what? You get a chance, you make the best of it, and that's exactly what Ryan Donato and others have been able to do. Um, so coming up on the show, we're going to talk about some of those changes. I was so excited the other day, right? I was talking about, okay, we can assume that Eberly's going to be out, but I like what we have. We talked about the, the Tannen, uh, Tanev, excuse me, with Geeky line and just the chemistry that was building there. And w- the question was, though, Is Seattle going to be able to maintain these lines? The answer, in short, no. And we're going to talk about that coming up on the show. And don't forget to stick around because I've got some salmon tosses from Locked on Kraken that I'm giving out some, uh, you know, I don't want to call them six stick taps. Let's do the salmon toss. We're going to embrace the salmon toss. These are three things that I noted from uh, around the sport, not just pertaining to this particular game, but some good stories, some good storylines that I think you should know. But right now, I want to tell you more about Stat Hero. So I mentioned Stat Hero is the title sponsor for today's show. But here's what you need to know about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. And Stats Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stats Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you get to handpick your team that you want in the head-to-head face-off. For example, here's the lineup that I'd be up against in the real Uncle Pauly centers only contest. Stats Hero has uh, Kruznikov, Aho, and Lindholm projected at f- 55.10 points. I've chosen, I'll tell you who I've chosen as my centerman for this, and it should be no surprise. But we're going with Gord, Wenberg, and Geeky. Why? Because I stay true to the brand and this is the Locked on Kraken podcast. So that's just an example. You get to see the centermen in this centers only contest. Then you get to pick your centers and you go face to face, head to head. This is a never before seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports heading hybrid as stats hero players are clocking odds that are over four times better than anywhere else because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts and unknowns. You are in control of the stakes, and that's how fantasy hockey should be, one-on-one. So sign up right now at stathero.com hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com backslash hockey. Use promo code Hockey, H-O-C-K-E-Y, for a 100% match on your deposit over at 
statshero.com backslash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so now, of course, you're going over to Stats Hero to make up your lineups, but let's talk about the Seattle Kraken lineup. I told you I'm going with our centerman. I do really. I mean, Gord, I'm, I'm going to talk about Gord in a little bit. Geeky has been crushing it and Wenberg as well. But let's talk about the lines. So we're going to talk about Ryan Donato in just a little bit, but he goes up on that center line. He and Donskoy play with uh, Gord as their centerman. So that's a that's a change right there. Yanni Gord playing with not one but two different pairings because again, Schwartz and Eberly were unavailable in Detroit. We're going to talk about that unavailable and IR list in just a minute. But let's go through these lines and this is as tweeted by Jeff Baker, the Link to his tweet is in the show notes, also putting it up here for you. Okay, so then it's Johansson, Wenberg, and Appleton. Tanev, Geeky, McCann. So that line stays together, which, again, talked a lot about that line. Then you had Blackwell, Shahan, and Lind. Uh, So Kyle Lind gets called up. Also, um, again, we're going to talk about the IR, but Lind was one of the players that got called up, as well as Joey Decord. I've talked about Joey before. I like Joey Decord. I don't like that we have to keep going, you know, back and forth because of an injury this time to Drieger. It was Philip Grubauer who got the start. But anyway, the final score overall, 4-1, to one, as I mentioned. Speaking of, though, um, Yanni, or excuse me, speaking of Philip Grubauer, here was his line. He had 23 saves on 26 overall shot attempts for an 8.85 save percentage. Not the best we've seen from him. Did, though, and I agreed with the guys over on Root Sports, he did have to come up on some big saves. The first goal from Detroit, you saw that Grubauer was in position, made some great saves, but again, the play got kind of shifted over and People were puck watching instead of sealing up. And Detroit did a good job of being able to clean up pucks in front of net, have second, third, fourth opportunities. But more often than not, Grubauer was making that first save. So a little bit tightening up tightening up on defense. I'm always going to nitpick because that's always what I look for. And more often than not, when you're playing good team defense, when you have a goaltender that's doing well, it's a little thing that will... Uh, that the other team takes advantage of. And we saw how close this game was, goes into overtime, goes into overtime shootout. So tighten up some of those things and you'll, we'll start to see better results. At least that's how I, uh, that's what I believe. All right, Ryan Donato. I'm going to take you to Yanni Gord right now, talking about Donato, his two goals, his key blocks, and what he meant to the Seattle Kraken in the lineup. He played great for us. Um... Uh, not only did he score two goals, he won. Uh, he won his battle uh, along the wall in the D zone. Uh, in the O zone, you uh, uh, you can rely on him to to uh, win those 50-50, and um, he uh, he did a tremendous job tonight of doing that. And um, like I said, like uh, he picked up his uh, opportunity, and uh, and good for him. He scored two big goals tonight. Uh, one was a tying goal in the third period. Uh, it's it's it was big for us and. Um, he played a great game tonight. It's it's great. Um, it's great for everybody. I think it it just proves that there's a. It's good to have a little bit of a competitiveness in uh, like 
inner inner in the group and um, and uh, fight for those spots and and uh, Donato uh, did a hell of a job tonight of uh, uh, of stepping in that game and uh, doing a great job. Yanni Gord giving stick taps to Ryan Donato and I think they were absolutely warranted. I like this guy. I've said it from the beginning. We were able to interview him. Check it out over here. I'll put up the the card so you can click on that link. We interviewed Ryan Donato in uh, in training camp, but I, I, I see him as a hard worker. I saw that in training camp and in preseason. Obviously, we know he has the first ever franchise goal, um, but you know he was looking for the first ever franchise shootout goal. Didn't happen. That goes to Donskoy, but he plays with grit. He plays with fire in the belly. And you know there were questions coming in. I, I know I talked about uh, a piece that Marissa and Jemmy wrote for the Seattle Times. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and then also, I'm coming in close for this one. You know who you are. Because in the Locked on NHL chat, I was saying, Ryan Donato, like this guy. He was doing something great in one of his games. And someone strolls in, talking about, ah, well, you know, it's not going to last. You know, because he's been with a few teams. He's had a hot start and has fizzled out. Again, Marissa and Jemmy wrote about that, so I knew about that. I look at the numbers. I can see it. But all I had to say to that is he just loves us more than he loved you. That's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. When you get into the right situation, ultimately, what I'm trying to say is when you get into the right situation, you'd be surprised to see how people can flourish. And so far, I like what Ryan Donato has been able to do. Now, it does this mean he's going to crack the lineup overall? Well, we don't know. But let's hear from Donato about his play, about the, the Seattle Kraken having to make some roster changes and what the mentality was going into last night's game against Detroit. I think we all respect our, our best players, right? They, they create opportunities and they're our leaders. Um, but we know it's a part of the game. Injuries happen, especially at a time when COVID's such a big thing and guys are in and out all the time. So uh, we know it's next guy up and uh, we need to score on our chances and, and bury our opportunities. Yeah, no, I think it's great. We definitely um, battled. I think, um, I, I, I think we're not satisfied, though. I mean, I think we're happy that we, we got to a point where we did get a point. But at the end of the day, we... We should do everything we can to win in regulation and, and be not happy with not finding total success. And I think we could have. Um, and we just made a few mistakes and unfortunately didn't go our way. So we've been hearing it essentially all season, folks, right? Because the Seattle Kraken started the season with players in COVID protocol. Right now they have their captain, Mark Giordano, in COVID protocol. And then I'm going to... Um, I'm referring to Jeff Baker, but a lot of other people reported on this. But for the sake of this conversation, it's the Kraken notes from Jeff Baker. This is also in the show notes for today. But this is what we saw. And also Root Sports had a, and, uh, they had a little graphic that essentially said this. So it's Drieger, Eberly, Eberly Schwartz, and Borgen all out. We knew about Eberly, talked about it on the last Locked on Kraken show. Didn't know about Schwartz, didn't know about Drieger, and Dave Haxel, as Dave Haxel can sometimes be, was a little bit dismissive. 
he was asked, oh, well, when did this happen? Was it a tweak here? Was it a tweak there? How bad is it? And, you know, his response about Schwartz and Drieger in particular and and uh, Will Borgen, because all three of those guys finished the game, whereas Eberle did not. Um, you know, he was kind of like, well, I mean, you know, they finished the game. This is what I know. Not getting more into it. The one designation that I think has been interesting is that Everly, Schwartz, and Borgen were listed as unavailable lower body injury. If you look back on the replay on Root Sports and even what we have here, uh, what what we see Jeff Baker reporting on, it's reported as Chris Drieger placed on injured reserve. To me, for what I know, although it doesn't explicitly say that, to me this sounds like it could be a little bit more long-term. He's actually on the IR list as opposed to it saying that he's a, a scratch day-to-day. Drieger, I feel for you, buddy. Everything about this guy has been, I want to take this opportunity. I didn't think he had a particularly, I don't want to say good, maybe I'll say comfortable. He didn't seem comfortable in preseason. He didn't seem comfortable in training camp. And he knew it. He knew that there was more that he could give. He just had to figure some of it out. And then he starts to figure it out and he gets hurt. Then he has two great games back to back, gets those wins. And then he gets hurt again. Dreeks, my boy. I feel for you, buddy. That being said, I do like Joey Decord. Each one of these goaltenders has a different style. I like Joey. I expect that we're going to see Joey uh, with the homestand coming up. That's a lot of work for Drieger, to, or excuse me, for Grubauer to do. And again, Grubauer, I've talked about it. I love this stat because I think it's it's the only explanation, stats wise, that I've seen that can kind of describe and explain what I'm seeing eye test wise from Gruby. He just seems unsettled at times um, and he needs rest with Decord coming up from Charlotte. Also Lind coming up from Charlotte. This tells me that some of these injuries, again, with Drieger being listed on the actual injured reserve, some of these might be a little bit long-term. And so we're going to have to figure out what that means, not just for who's in the lineup, but how Dave constructs the lines. Um, but overall, listen, I I love the idea that Donato is proving some of y'all wrong. I like the guy. I like his hard work. I like his work ethic. And if he found his way with Seattle, hey, let's take it 100%. Absolutely. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I told you I'm going to do my virtual salmon toss. We have just a fun, it's a fun story that is coming from the broadcast booth on the radio side that we're going to talk about. And then I have a few things around hockey that I want you to be in the know about and some that are certainly going to help me as I get ready to cover women's and men's hockey in Beijing for the Olympics. But right now, got beard, get primal. Yeah, yep, you heard me. Got beard, get primal. If you are someone you know and care about has a beard, so not me, it's time for you to get primal for them. Uh, maybe it's someone who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product, but primal origin oils will stop that itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. They help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Now, while I don't have a beard, I can tell you the benefits 
of natural products. They are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and are low impact on the planet. As someone who goes natural for a lot of things, I love that about this. So check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard products. Use code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift if you're shopping for yourself. You'll be glad that you picked up one of these packs. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to products that don't feel good on the skin. Irritation, who wants that? We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure that the product feels great and smells fantastic. Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients. They challenge you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to other companies you've used. We promise says Primal Origin Oils, you will see and feel the difference. Remember, the code Locked On gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off at Primal Origin Oils. Once you got your beard situation under control, Bet Online has you covered if not everywhere else, at least when it comes to props, odds, and lines. They've got a new interface, a new website, but everything is even better than it was before because Bet Online remains your number one spot for sports action this season. Head to the new updated website on your desktop, your tablet, your mobile device, whatever you got, and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKED ON from basketball, football, of course, the NHL, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online has you covered for 2021-2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts once again i am your host erica Lindsay ayala i thank you for listening to locked on crack and making it your first listen and hey we want you to engage with us on social media as well we have such a great following on youtube check out the comments we love to read those and by we i mean me uh and also follow us on social media but we're gonna wrap up this show as i said with the salmon toss, all right? I don't have a cute plush salmon like they do at Climate Pledge Arena CPA, but we'll be seeing those soon because the Seattle Kraken will be facing Edmonton this week at Climate Pledge Arena. It's an important homestand. That's one of my takeaways overall from this Detroit game. But I want to take you to... The, the broadcast booth. The fantastic Everett Fitzhugh got to call his first NHL game in his hometown. He tweets, a dream come true tonight. First NHL call in my hometown with hashtag Mama Fitz in the house. Love to hear it. You heard that uh, the fantastic John Forslund and JT Brown on the, uh, on the broadcast side of things uh, for Root Sports also gave a shout out to Everett, knowing how important this is. But there's more. There's actually a Locked On NHL connection. You may remember Locked On Devils host Trey Matthews. Fitzy is his mentor. And our boy Trey got to do a shadowing of that historic game, an emotional, you know, sentimental game for Fitzy 
Everett Fitzhugh invited Trey Matthews into the broadcast booth. So if you're not already listening to Locked on Devils, if you're not already following Trey, who is doing great job as a, a, a great job as a college broadcaster and even has done some PHF games uh, as well, Premier Hockey Federation, you should check out my boy Trey. I love that for Trey. I love that for Everett. Congratulations. Throwing out the salmon to you. Other thing that I want to do, and this one is outside of the NHL and outside of the Seattle Kraken, but super important because my boy Mike Murphy, along with Alyssa Logmuir and Carly Markey, have started the Net Growth Podcast, and they're talking about data. Yes, we talk in data. We talk in stats. You know that Allison Lucan over here for the Kraken is the one who keeps us in the know with analytics. But Allison and that whole crew also do great work trying to elevate stats on the women's hockey side. Listen to the first episode and listen to the struggle. The struggle is so real sometimes to get even the most basic stats in women's hockey. And I love that Net Growth Podcast gets into it right away. And they don't just come with the problem, but with the solution. There we go. My first star, though, overall for this game in Detroit, it's got to be Donato. That's followed by Yanni Gord. He didn't play well. Well, nobody played well against Tampa. But Yanni Gord has really elevated and stepped up his game. I thought he played a gritty game. I love gritty hockey. I think hockey is a beautiful sport when it's played below the dots. And that's something that, to do, give a takeaway, Detroit was able to do. That's something that we see the Seattle Kraken improving upon, but it's still a place of emphasis, I think, for this team. So that's what I've got. Salmon toss and stick taps to you, Everett. Congratulations, Trey. Can't wait to see uh, and hear your thoughts about being able to shadow that time. Net Growth Podcast. Congratulations on your debut. And again, it's Donato and Yanni for me. They absolutely killed it. Yanni Gord, Ryan Donato, thought you had a great game. Give us more of that. And of course, tomorrow is a Seattle Kraken game day. So tomorrow we will do the normal breakdown of the two teams, get you some storylines. The Seattle Kraken are off today, but they will have a morning skate tomorrow. So we'll tune in after the morning skate. And again, this is a game back home at Climate Pledge Arena. Let me know. Are you headed to the game or how are you watching as the Edmonton Oilers roll into town an opportunity for the Seattle Kraken to climb those charts within the division and of course the conference and this Kraken no it was good of them to get that win or excuse me it was good of them to get those wins on the road and to get a point in Detroit but more needs to be done they know that in order to get where they want to be in this first season it's going to take more grit um, more team defense and every person stepping up. It's next man up, as we see, for the Seattle Kraken. And I, for one, am excited to see what buttons Dave Haxel is going to press to get this team some wins at home. That's all for me, your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. That's how you can follow me. But as always, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. <laughs>